Welcome to the podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. I am Tina. And I am Kaisa. And we are both Estonians living in Estonia that have seen the world. <laughs> Our aim is to bring Estonians and its expat community closer to each other, give an insight to the background and how they've made Estonia their home, and to just hear interesting stories about us Estonians and the way how foreigners see us. We really love hearing your feedback and to keep in touch with us, go to our website, which is foundinestonia.ee and join our email community, write to us. You can find all the contacts over there. And in case you feel the need to write to us any kind of feedback or just share um, what your thoughts were after listening to a podcast episode, you can do so by reaching out to us over at Instagram or Facebook. We always love getting feedback and we always love sharing stories and conversations with you as well. So with that said, enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, you have met before. I heard you. We're found in Estonia. Hey, I want to hear all those stories. So let's keep talking. Today's episode is with Unis. Unis is from Nigeria. And I had so much fun getting to know uh, more about Nigeria, about Unis. This time there's no guys up. It was just me, Tina, talking with her. And I learned a lot about Nigeria. <laughs> about Especially I noticed how much Unis loves African food. She said she misses it. She shares more about the, the special agave bread in the end. So hang in there to hear what makes it so special. So we start off with Unis explaining how she found out about Estonia, how she made it here, and then about learning Estonian language, about experiencing the Estonian winter for the first time, about Estonian food, about religion, about sauna, <laughs> and so on and so on. So without further ado, let's jump in and begin this conversation. Enjoy! Hi, uh, it's my pleasure to be in this session. My name is Eunice Bolanle Folain. I'm a Nigerian and I've been in, living in Tallinn for over three years now. I came in Tallinn, I came to Tallinn in year 2017, and it's been by August this year, it will be exactly four years that I've been living in Tallinn, Estonia. Nice. And I'm so curious to hear your story. Like, when was the first time you heard about Estonia and what made you move here? <laughs> okay, I think the first time I, we, I heard about Estonia was in 2016, when a friend of mine called me, like, um, if this friend of mine was a guy, and we finished from the same college back in Nigeria so we've never we've not been talking we've not talked for so many years and I was so surprised on that sunny day when he like put a call across and told me Eunice have I heard about Estonia I was like oh, Estonia which country mm -hmm. was that and it was like oh he's been in Estonia for over a year now he came here for study and so far so good that he thinks that it would be good for me that since he knows my capacity back home, mm -hmm. that I can come here for like you know, another program. So I was so delighted because for someone to be in abroad and remember you, that means the person like put you in, your, in his heart. So I started researching about the country. I went on Google. 
I went also went to Maryland and got one or two information about the country. Then I started searching for schools mm -hmm. and the programs that will suit my line of career. Then I found a school then, uh, which was in academia. Mm -hmm. So I put on my application and fortunately I was given admission in mm -hmm. 2016. Unfortunately, I couldn't move because of um, the rigorous stress in getting visa as Estonia doesn't have an embassy here in Nigeria. Mm. Then in Nigeria, even up to now, there was no, there is no embassy back in my, my country. So you have to transit from one country to another. And the process of getting a visa out of the country that you have to transit for is not that easy. So I couldn't make the journey in 2016. So I had to defer the admission to 2017 when I finally came here. And that was in August. And what did you, what did you study here? What did you want to study? Yeah, I eventually finished from minor last year, December. I studied creativity and business innovation diploma. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Did you have any business background before as well? Or how did you choose this uh, specialty? Yeah, actually, I've been a business student right from my high school. I, that, you know, our education in my, in my country is like when you are in high school, we have three classes of departments. We have commercial department, we have science department, and we have art department. So I was in commercial department back in my own country when I was in high school. And that kind of commercial department is a department that you've been trained on like a business student department. So I would say I acquired a lot of knowledge from that and also coupled with my background, where I, I, I was, the way I was brought up, my mom was a business-oriented person. She's mm -hmm. into trading and, and yeah, buying and trading. So, and coupled with my skills and the knowledge acquired from my school, I would say that I've been a business-minded person right from my high school. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Do you have any specific like businesses that you're involved in or direction or some interest? Uh, like what are you doing business-wise? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> actually, when it comes to business, there mm -hmm. are a lot of businesses that you can do back in my country. Mm -hmm. Like, before I came here, I was into home toiletries production. So, what? and Sorry? even home toiletries, I deal with home toiletries. Oh, I was producing all the, yes, home toiletries. Okay. Yeah, so, and even before that time, I was into buying and selling, mm -hmm. like on um, dropshipping. I was a dropshipper. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so I, yes, okay. I was a dropshippers. I was in kind of some groups on Facebook and also on WhatsApp where we mm -hmm. dropshipping. So whenever those, like it could come, it could be fabrics, it could be any kind of product as long as people will buy it. So, mm -hmm. and that, that was what I was actually doing mm -hmm. before I finally relocated to Estonia. Okay, that's cool. Were you main main clients uh, in Nigeria or all over the world, the dropshipping clients? Yeah, the my I would say that my major clients are from my country because mm -hmm. as of that time, I you know it's kind of difficult these days when you want to transact with people online because of all these fraudulent activities. Mm -hmm. So it now depends on trust. So I would say so far so good. My main clients were from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And those that were outside my country are kind of skeptical if dealing with a stranger, especially when it involves money. But my major clients came from my country. 
Okay, that's really cool. But how did you find out about dropshipping? Is it popular in Nigeria? Are a lot of people doing it? Or yes, it is very popular. Even okay. back then, it's yeah, it's very popular. It's kind of you know like dropshippers. You don't need capital. You don't need to tie your money anywhere. Mm-hmm. So the 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 wholesalers, the people that deals with the products, will just tell you that they have new products that they think that it will like shake the market. So you should have them to advertise and put your own commission on the on on the price. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is to get the samples of the products, like pictures, and then throw it online and start like telling mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. get it and tell them what he can do for them and they make a, like we tell them that payment validates order so they make payments and we use the money to buy the products and uh-huh. the mobile commission and the product is shipped to their doorsteps okay are you selling on amazon or how do you find these clients no we're not selling it's just like a local like i use facebook majorly back mm-hmm. then okay that's yeah cool. and also my way what up status has also be a, a great tools for selling capacity. Mm-hmm. And are you still doing it? Of course, I okay. do it. I'm no more into dropshipping because most um, now that I'm here, it's kind of difficult because of like I wasn't there to. I'm no longer in Nigeria to supervise the process, and I don't have the luxury of time to be like making calls to ensure that things get to the customer. But what I do mainly. Now is to use my WhatsApp status to market what I do. Here in Tallinn, I run a mobile kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I use, like, I have a Facebook page mm-hmm. and I use to market what I do. I then to showcase my skill in mm-hmm. cooking and also use my status to, like, market my mm-hmm. skills as well. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. What is your uh, food place called? Yeah, my business page is Olori African Kitchen. Olori African Kitchen. Okay. Yes, and on IG is um, Olori African Kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So how how popular have these African foods been in Estonia? Are there a lot of Estonians wanting to <laughs> order or eat African? Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> actually, I would say that um, Estonians with um, African friends have been eating our food. Like I said, it's a mobile kitchen. It's not something I, it's not like I, I cook this food and sell it to the populace. You mm-hmm. understand? So I do it from my own kitchen and I only cook on like on pre-order. Like someone might say, oh, Olori, I need to eat an African food. Mm-hmm. I need like so, so, so food dishes from your kitchen. So, and I will give a turnaround time when it can be delivered. So because of like, you know, to open a restaurant here, it requires a lot of requirements. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really fooling into restaurant. That's why I'm like operating a mobile kitchen. And the aim of operating this mobile kitchen is to, to, to promote African food, like especially mm-hmm. Nigerian food among our host countries. And also to let them know that we have some kind of great dishes that they can, they would love mm-hmm. to taste. So and so far so good. Those um, the Estonians with African friends has been eating our food. Like yesterday, there was a guy that worked with um, one Estonian company. He called and he, he was like his boss. Yesterday was his boss' birthday, mm-hmm. and he wanted to surprise him with African food as he's been oh, craving okay. for it. Yeah, so, so we, cool. So yeah, I quickly packaged one or two things and I delivered it 
before their lunch time. And later in the day, I got a good review that they really enjoyed it. There's mm-hmm. something that they've never been, they've not eaten and mm-hmm. they really, really liked the food. So it yeah. was a plus. Yeah. Yeah, I me. totally agree. Like me as an Estonian, I've uh, lived most of my life in Tallinn and I, I don't know any African restaurants here. I don't know that I eat African food here, but I did live uh, a year in New York. And New York is so multicultural that uh, I lived in different places there. And one neighborhood where I lived, it was close to like this uh, African, Afro-American neighborhood. And there were a lot of African food places. And so I tried some of it, but I'm not an expert. But I know there were some like boiled bananas or like, can you tell more about like, what is, uh, (laughs) what kind of food do you do? (laughs) Actually, it's not boiled banana, it's boiled plantain. And luckily enough, we can now find it in the local store. Because one of those days that when we need a plantain, we need to like go to African shop. Mm -hmm. So, but now Estonian local supermarkets are now selling it. We got some from Prisma and from also Solaris. So Mm -hmm. it's called plantain, it's not really banana. So Mm -hmm. it's it's banana species, but it's bigger than banana. Mm -hmm. So you you can make it in in so many ways you can boil it the ripe one or the unripe one so you can you can fry it you can cook it raw you can cook it mix it with beans so it all depends on individual how you want your your plantain to be so it's another great food from africa from nigeria mm-hmm. anyway yeah, I'm so curious. I'm definitely going to order something and I want to try it. What is the must eat or what, some must, uh, something super typical from Nigeria that you recommend getting from you? Super difficult? Something super wow. typical, yeah. <laughs> or, or your favorites. <laughs> oh, favorites. Um, I, I would say ebusi soup. <laughs> what? what? Ebusi soup. Okay. Yeah, this soup is, there is no weak without cooking this soup. What I think is that inside? people, it's melon, it's egusi soup. Egusi means melon. Uh, so it's okay. just like, yeah, it's melon and it's cooked with some African condiments. And okay. just like, a, it's not really like a normal soup because uh-huh. it entails like, um, you have to like put one or two things together to prepare this soup. Mm-hmm. So I would say so far so good, egusi soup has been the best selling Mm-hmm. Uh, products or food soup mm-hmm. from my mobile kitchen so okay. there's no week without cooking the agusi soup i will i wrote that down i'm definitely going to try that so cool can uh, can i order from volt or volt as well or or just straight from you yeah it's just like it's straight from me so you have to like uh, chat with me so like uh, you have to pre-order it so that I can get it prepared. It's not something I cook and keep. No, I I like I said earlier that I cook and I bake like on pre-order. Mm-hmm. So you have to tell me like okay tomorrow I'll be needing something from your kitchen. I'll mm-hmm. be needing some African foods. Then you give me like some time to get it prepared, and I'll give you a turnaround time that it will be delivered. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so cool. So we jumped into this food topic and it's so fascinating. But before going further with it, I wanted to ask, did you move to Estonia alone? Or you mentioned you had a friend who was already living in Estonia, but is there more people who you knew here? Or did you came with a family? Or how, how was that? I actually came here alone. 
Mm -hmm. And so I have a family. We are a family of four. I have two kids and my husband. But I came here all alone because I was actually coming here to study. Mm -hmm. So before coming here, I only know a friend that called me. And a friend linked me with another friend, which I'm yet to meet in my four years of close to four years. <laughs> yeah, she actually helped me and guided me on how to put um, up my admission processing during the time I was applying for to your academia. But unfortunately, I'm still unable to see her face to face till I got here. So I'll basically say that I knew two people before coming here because he was in close contact with me before I finally arrived here. Mm -hmm. But had you been in Europe before or outside of Nigeria? Yeah, I've been outside of Nigeria like um, for two weeks in the past and <laughs> not Europe. It was like an, another African country and that mm -hmm. was in 20, 2008. So I spent two weeks outside the, the outside Nigeria. I went there mm -hmm. for like kind of short vacation. And mm -hmm. this would be the second, no third, because I transited from Turkey to this place and I spent like um, 14 days in Turkey before mm -hmm. getting in. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you pretty much you had never been to Estonia, you had never been to Europe, but then you came and you started living here. Was the plan to like stay here for longer or just for studies or like uh, what was the initial idea? Yeah, the initial idea was to come here to study because I left my family back home, mm -hmm. my two kids, and my husband. So I'm getting here and I discovered that it's not really, it's not a bad country. Estonia mm -hmm. is a small country and very, very peaceful. Mm -hmm. So, and like, okay, we were now thinking, deliberating that, okay, if everything being equal, if after study, you are able to get something reasonable doing, then why not stay back and apply for a long, or a long time stay? Mm -hmm. And along the line, when it was like, when I was like about to finish my studies, my children, my both kids joined me and, mm -hmm. But uh, luckily and fortunately, we were, I finished like, I finished last year in December and I'm able to apply for another, like I, I was able to apply for a stay, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. So I was able to apply for a stay and I got the document like last week. Okay. Wow. Congratulations then last week. That's really recent. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and so being here for almost four years, like how has life been in Estonia? What were your first impressions when you came here? What did you expect from Estonia and did it come true? Yeah, like I said, I've never been to Europe before. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it was done here prior to my um, relocation. But what I noticed so far on getting here was that the, kind, the people are so reserved. They are not that kind of friendly people like where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. So and kind of they have their own reservation that to the extent that sometimes like when we came newly, you hardly sit beside an, a local person in the bus. Immediately you sit beside some of them, they will be like they will want to get up and change their seats. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. They, yeah, they were not so friendly and they were not so open. And you just have to, like, you are in their country, so you just have to, like, bear with them. So mm -hmm. they might have their own reasons, which might not be so glaring to us. 
So I I would say so far before coming here, I didn't have so much expectation because I was actually coming here to study. And yeah, I was actually coming here to study. And also uh, I didn't have so much expectation. Mm-hmm. But what I've no- I noticed so far was when we came here, it was not really, really easy for us because the school that brought us then had a problem and we had to switch school. But for the locals, it's, they were not friendly like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just, they were not like a social people that we see and say hi. So they are always on their own. And, mm-hmm. But it's, 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 it's better now that you see an Estonian person who like, smile at you and probably as those that speak English might even want to get to know you mm-hmm. you understand unlike those days when we came newly when there was no kind of that kind of reception mm-hmm. yeah I can imagine like Nigerian people Estonian people there must be such a big contrast like even yeah. if I googled Nigeria I saw photos of streets being filled with people everybody's hanging out together playing some soccer or something so What is it like growing up in Nigeria and how are Nigerian people like? Ah, I would say Nigerian people are happy people. Happy we people, so, okay. Yes, yes, we are. Nothing bothers us and we keep pushing and trying to bring out the best in us. So mm-hmm. we, we don't have worries, even despite that we know that we have worries, but it doesn't really show in our faces that we have worries as long as okay. we just anything that happens to us we take it in good faith and say life goes on so nigerians are happy people and growing up in nigeria was a blessing because if you can live in nigeria then you can live in any part of the countries you understand mm-hmm. any part of yeah because yeah. nigeria is kind of like a, a big country with like over 200 million population so mm-hmm. it, It's kind of a big country. And if you can sustain and live in Nigeria, then, like I said, you can live in any part of the country. Mm-hmm. So growing up in Nigeria is a great blessing for me because I was trained to be strong, to be active, to be hardworking, to be independent. So I find it easy, like when I migrated here, I find it easy to, to get along despite the challenges. I was so like strong and I was so hopeful that one day it's, it, it will really, really be fine. And mm-hmm. so far, so good. It's been really, really wonderful. Yeah, so cool. But when you grew up, did you always knew that you want to live abroad as well? Or was that something that came later on as an idea from your friend? Yeah, I never thought of like traveling out of my country, even during my young days, you understand, even when I was like, When I, was a, when I was a teen, when I was in my early 20s, my early 30s, no, I never thought of it because the mindset we, I personally had then was, is only rich, traveling abroad is for rich people, you understand? Mm-hmm. And I came from an average family and although we can, I, I, we can afford all the basic things of life, but then traveling, traveling out has never really, really crossed my mind until my friend called me. Because the process of traveling out from the country is not so easy as you have to get enough money. You have to have some kind of document, getting visas. So it's not really something that someone that doesn't have anybody or enough fund will want to do. Except if you have a sponsor that will say, okay, just go. I will be your sponsor. I will get all the necessary 
document for you. You understand? Mm -hmm. So when my friend called me and told me like studying and initially I had wanted to further my study. So it was like a kind of bonus, like an opportunity for me when he called that, oh, because we both finished from um, like a polytechnic, like higher college and we had diploma. So it was like, oh, I can actually come here to upgrade my diploma to BSc. And within three years, I will be I will be done. I was like, oh wow! And the opportunity to be working and studying is also there. That it's not like I will have the opportunity to be working, study, so paying the tuition uh, or like do, having money to take care of myself might not be a problem. And I said, okay, it's fine. Then as I spoke with my husband, and it was like, oh, he was ready to sponsor me, so money wouldn't be. A problem that I should put up my application. Then mm -hmm. we started processing, and it yielded a positive re result. Mm. That's cool. So you mentioned that you didn't come from a rich family, but what was? Did you live in the capital city, or you lived in a small village, or how? Uh, what was your family like, and what was your childhood like? Yeah, I live in the city. I live in Lagos. I grew up in Lagos. I was born in Lagos. I schooled in Lagos. I grew up in Lagos. I did all my things, my life in Lagos. Okay, and so that's the I, capital we, city, right? Yes, that's the capital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we is we are not rich and we are not poor. You mm -hmm. understand? We we uh, I came up and I came from an average family. We can afford all the basic things of life. We my we are a family of like um, nine, okay. and I would say we are all educated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went to universities, we went to polytechnic, and we are we 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 were all trained by our okay. parents. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, nine people in your family. Does that mean you have seven? six siblings or do you count like grandmother grandfather or somebody no, else? no 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 so yeah. six siblings okay and how, yes. are you the oldest or youngest or in the middle um like i'm the middle i'm the, <laughs> the third one okay cool <laughs> yeah and are the others still in nigeria in lagos or lagos yes or? oh that's are still in nigeria except my last born our last born which is in lithuania i studied masters in lithuania yeah, Lithuania, that's not far off. That's <laughs> have, not you, far. have you visited Lithuania as well now? Uh, have I? No, no. <laughs> I think I've gone there once. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've been to Lithuania once. Yeah, okay. I just went for like a short vacation, like two days to go and see how the country was before the mm -hmm. pandemic. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you grew up in Lagos, you had six siblings. You enjoyed life. You said Nigerians are super happy people. So what is the contrast or how would you describe or compare Nigerians and Estonian people? What are the biggest differences? <laughs> the biggest difference is the social, socialization. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that Nigerians are happy people. Mm -hmm. There's any, there's like kind of like this gingerling things Everywhere you get to Nigeria, you will always see people, like you have said, that people are always gathering, playing music, doing one or two okay. fun activities. Unlike here, that, oh, no, it's hardly, you will hardly find, like, places where you will see, like, except in the club. 
You understand? And uh, okay, and the club is kind of restricted. Like, okay, you want to go to a club, it will be like a night, night mm-hmm. club. You understand? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a club person, so I don't attend clubs. So is I would say the socialization is kind of a big difference here because we hardly I like there's no such gathering that you see Nigerians mingle like except now that we just created it among ourselves that we can't be here and like like be be being ourselves we have to like interact with each other socialize let the locals see us and feel good about us don't we should not be seen as someone that just like someone that came here without like knowing what they are doing let them let let's have like a, a social gathering among ourselves we gathered so that when people see us they look at they know that oh these people came from somewhere and they are they are like happy people mm-hmm. yeah so have you found any estonian friends or who are the main people that you hang out in estonia Of course, I have Estonian friends. I work in an Estonian um, restaurant, and mm-hmm. I have friends among the staff. And also, from school, we I started like we have some Estonian guys in our class. Mm-hmm. Then, so and also in the country, I have like uh, one or two friends that we hang out together. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So is there anything yeah. like when you found these Estonian friends or started hanging out with them, is there anything that's been like super surprising about the Estonian traditions or uh, something that we do totally differently or? Yeah, uh, <laughs> actually, of course, you know, there is different in culture and mm-hmm. tradition. So definitely there will be something different about our culture. Like, um, I don't know, like... Um, <laughs> Of course, there will be a lot of difference in terms of cultural activities and like um, social activities as well. Mm-hmm. So, yo, yeah. So I would say that, you know, I don't know how to like put it together, but definitely, you know, we don't. Yeah, yeah. like some of the Estonians don't speak English, mm-hmm. and I have them as friends. And mm-hmm. you know, when we are hanging out together like that, the one that speaks English will be translating. Mm-hmm. So the one that doesn't speak English and along the line, we're getting to like learn from each other because yeah. she wants to like learn English from me. And also, I also want to learn Estonia from, from her. So our meeting, like hanging out is kind of, it was actually, it's usually fun because at the end of the day, we chat, we go to beaches and we interact, we, we exchange, we exchange our languages and we're happy at the end of That's the day. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool <laughs> that you're happy. So speaking of languages, if Estonians don't speak English that much, or some of them don't, how is your Estonian language doing? Have you studied ah, How is it going? Ah, actually, I, I took a, an Estonian course when I was mm-hmm. in year one, and I took it for a semester. And also, like uh, I think uh, around that September, I, I did... Um, A1 course as well. Yeah, I would say I know some like basic for now because Ooh. I intend to go for A2 in mm-hmm. a couple of months when the portal is open for registration again. Mm-hmm. So do you have any favorite words in Estonian? Favorite what? Favorite words or phrases? Ah, totally. <laughs> totally, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Tubli. Tubli. And, and Tere, because everywhere you go, you will always hear Tere. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah. So even if you don't want to talk, you still like, you still have to show us that our oh, Tere, mm-hmm. Fabandus. <laughs> so yeah, I think I know some basic Estonia. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I'm also learning from my daughter. Yeah. Does she speak Estonian already? Ah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. How is that possible? Or how did she learn? Yeah, she came here and she's attending kindergarten and the Uh, language of instruction is Estonia. Oh, nice. Yeah, so So at least she's... Okay, so she's teaching Estonian to you already. That's really Of course, she does. Anytime she comes home, she'll be like, oh, mom, I learned a new word today in Estonia. She would, mm-hmm. she would say it to me and she would tell me the meaning as okay. well. And she would well. kind of like make it in a sentence and also try to remember what the teacher taught them in school. Oh, cool. And how, yeah. are your, how is your family enjoying Estonia and how are your children liking it here? Ah, they like it because there is snow. There's snow, <laughs> There's snow yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like the snow. Wow. Actually, they like it. But my daughter came here like last year, early last year. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, you know, because she changed the environment, it was kind of mm-hmm. difficult to like get into, you know, to like get closer to the, to, to it was difficult to get integrated, yeah. especially in school when she doesn't speak Estonia initially, but it's like, ah, she doesn't want to go. She doesn't understand what they were teaching, but mm-hmm. I kept encouraging her as time goes on and she got used to them. Mm-hmm. She started learning and she's I would tell you that any day she misses school she'll be like oh mommy ah they will have taught them new ways today that she wished to be in school you understand oh, cool. so, yeah and she How likes it she? even my, she's just six years and she'll be mm-hmm. seven in some days time and my son is nine years he came in here like uh, last year November mm-hmm. so we are both learning from her anyway okay Okay, but how is it now? Like we are actually in Estonia, we're in the second like lockdown or third or I don't know what, what number is it already, but the schools are closed. So are they managing with those uh, video lessons? Yeah, no, no, she's in kindergarten. My son oh, is yeah. yet to get a placement. So mm-hmm. I personally have a study plan for them. I have some books that we brought from home. So mm-hmm. they have a study time. So and. Um, is is now a, a norm for them. So mm-hmm. after the morning tax, after breakfast, so they have like some hours to study their books mm-hmm. and get themselves busy. Then mm-hmm. when they are done, I'll check if what they have done is correctly done and give them their own time to watch cartoons mm-hmm. at, because they are also learning from the cartoons. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the other one, I subscribe for some, you um, educational video online for them and mm-hmm. one of them is adapted mind so they have it in like a like couple that they have mathematics science english and i think social study also civic science so they use that to get themselves busy as well and to challenge their brains so. mm-hmm. yeah that's cool that's nice so you mentioned this interesting thing snow <laughs> was that the first time you saw snow and how is it with Estonian winter? Or how is the weather in Nigeria? Like, does it get cold in the winter or is it always warm? Yeah, we also have cold season, which we call Amatan in Nigeria. But it's not uh, this kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, <this time. laughs> so our, our Amatan, yeah, our, our Amatan mm-hmm. season 
my last for like two weeks and even during that time it doesn't enter minor you understand there was never a time we experienced a minus degree minus weather degree in mm-hmm. my country my country is like extremely hot when it's hot season mm-hmm. and when it's cold it's not that extreme at least you will feel the like you feel the difference from mm-hmm. the cold weather to the old weather weather you understand so it's not like um, like we are going to wear like three clothes just to like protect yourself no even even during the amatan season you just notice that your skin changes to white so that <laughs> yes so you notice that your skin changes to white if you don't use enough cream body cream or body oil Mm-hmm. to rub your body you just mm-hmm. notice that oh the amatan is like affecting your skin mm-hmm. and you don't really need to wear like three or four clothes to protect yourself just like a one cardigan is we don't wear jacket so mm-hmm. it, just like a sweater like a cardigan then you are good mm-hmm. to go and it doesn't last forever last maybe like <laughs> maximum three weeks okay. maximum three weeks but here my first <laughs> winter experience was so so horrible because I've never experienced it before so I remember the first time I experienced it I didn't know that I was supposed to wear a winter boots yeah (laughs) I never knew and no one told (sighs) so I never knew so I was going out and I put on the normal shoe I had to take taxi back home because I was like my legs were like frozen so I could not walk yeah I couldn't walk so I had to take taxi back home so when I got home, I had to like put my legs in hot water. So, oh <laughs> so just God. to feel, yeah, just to feel relieved because yeah. I was like, there was no blood running mm-hmm. on my leg. So I had to put my legs in hot water so I can, I could get relieved. So it was, and since then, I, I got used to it. Mm-hmm. So I got used to it, dressed according to the weather. So I checked um, weather forecast before going out. So I'll know how to be able to, to dress. Yes, that's what I do these days. But oh my God, going without winter boots. Even I, when I have proper winter boots, when I go outside, I still, my toes are getting cold. So I can't imagine like going without winter boots and like freezing, like, oh, I would be so <laughs> uncomfortable. That was my first experience. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Rememberable at least. <laughs> Uh, and how are you now? It's your third winter. Were you prepared for this winter? <laughs> yeah, of course. After my first experience, then the, mm-hmm. the second experience was not that bad. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, well prepared, got some nice winter mm-hmm. jacket, bought a winter boots. I was even entering the snow. Yeah, because I yeah. was fully, fully prepared. Mm-hmm. And I saw it uh, like uh, a great thing. Uh, I said, snow. I did some snow poles. Oh, I, I like snow- it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Snowboarding you did. Yes. Yeah, snow poles. Yeah, like snow taking boats. pictures in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking pictures in the snow. <laughs> uh, but have yeah. you tried any winter activities like skiing or snowboarding or sledging or winter sk- swimming? <laughs> what? Uh, no. I have no. not. <laughs> I Do you want not. to? Are you curious about them? Yeah, of course, maybe next winter, because this year winter has already gone. So next year winter, I want to like take some activities, of course, with my kids as well. We'll definitely take some activities next year winter. Mm -hmm. You can still go sledging right now or swimming. 
that's still possible. Of course, my, my daughter is like enrolled in the training classes. So mm-hmm. she, she, yeah, only her for now goes to, for training. But for me, I'm still like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I'll do that. I keep procrastinating anyway. Okay. But what about like during winter, you haven't really yeah, tried the skiing and sledging, but what about summertime? Have you, have you traveled in Estonia or have you found a new hobby or something? Yeah, in summertime, like uh, I said, that we have a community of African here. So mm-hmm. we organize hangouts that will mm-hmm. come together. Sometimes we travel out of Estonia for like two or, yeah, two days or three days maximum to mm-hmm. like, we go to another city. We've been to Riga. We've been to Yuma. Yeah, cool. yeah. so like uh, we came together, created a group. And like last year, we couldn't travel due to restriction. So we had mm-hmm. to do it at the uh, Strumi Beach at um, mm-hmm. Popoli. So mm-hmm. we, so that kind of activities bind us together as an African. So that's what we majorly do during the mm-hmm. the summer. Yeah, and also personal activities with friends, like one or two friends, we can just go to beach. Like when, whenever we are four, we can just iron. Ah, oh, it's 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 gonna be it's be sunny tomorrow or next. Can we? Are you free? Are you free from work? So if all of us standard affirmative, then we organize one just like a little pic- picnic. We mm-hmm. drive ourselves to the beach, then put one or two things together just to go and feel the, the yeah. one match atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds so nice. Like still being super social and like organizing things. It's really nice. Are there a lot of yeah. African people in Tallinn or in Estonia? Yeah, then yes. Like the, before, like we now have like large numbers of African people in uh, Estonia and Tallinn in in major because like compared to when I came here mm-hmm. newly when we have limited like people were not that many but now we can like we we have like um, kind of three social groups that mm-hmm. we all interact and we I would say we virtually know ourselves mm-hmm. so because Tallinn is a like Estonia is a small country mm-hmm. so there's nowhere we will not like meet ourselves be it house uh, ahead, so be it in an event gathering, be it on the road, so we know ourselves and the, we have like a like number now compared to 2017 that I came here. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about that? I read that Nigeria has a lot of languages on, on its own, so what is your nas- uh, native language actually? <laughs> yeah, my native language is Yoruba, I'm a Yoruba girl, Yoruba Yor- lady. Yorubali. So how does that sound? Can you give me some examples? Oh, you want me to speak Yoruba for you? Yes, yes. <laughs> I am so curious to hear it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Yoruba, as I said, okay, I'll just like, okay, like in Yoruba language, if you want to greet someone like Tereomikus, like mm-hmm. that's good morning, and Ekaro. And in Yoruba language, Yoruba language is a very respective language. So you can differentiate, uh, like if you want, you can differentiate it in like a respective way. The mm-hmm. way you greet your age mates is different from the way you greet an elderly person. You mm-hmm. understand? So, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, so like, um, is like a general greeting for mm-hmm. both adults and the young ones. But mm-hmm. in my language, if you say, if you want to greet an elderly person, you have to say, eh. 
there means like a sign of respect that the person is is an elderly person is definitely older than you. So ekaro mm-hmm. ekaro means good morning. Ekaro. You understand? Okay. Yes. So it means that you are greeting an elderly person. So that's why that's where the e comes from. Okay. Why, if you want to greet like your old old your age mates mm-hmm. and someone that is not up to your age mate, just say ekaro. Mm-hmm. You can see the difference. Okay. Wow. Ekaro. Ekaro. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Are there any similarities between those two languages? Have you noticed any similarities with Estonian and the and your language? Ah uh, no. No. <laughs> That was no. fast answer. No. No, 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 no. There, there is no. There is no. No. I've not. No, there is no. There's no. Yeah. And how many languages do you speak? Ah, I speak just two languages, English language and Yoruba language. Then Natsu can is the Celt. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Natsu can is the Celt. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um another question that I'm like wondering about is like if I walk around Tallinn or in Estonia, I don't see that many people with darker skin. Most Estonians have such a light skin, so I can spot you from uh, further. Have you have you ever like uh, felt being uh, somebody being racist here, or how is that if somebody's wanting to move to Estonia and wondering about that? Yeah, I would say um, racist is everywhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I've never experienced it personally. Okay. We have couples of guys in our community that have experienced being attacked, being called oh. names, harassed. But personally, for me, I've never experienced it. But I'll say there is no country that it, we don't have racist. Even if you go to like UK, if you go to US, if you go mm-hmm. to Canada, you understand because we are dark skin, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like different. I don't know. Maybe they feel like I don't know. But mm-hmm. then that it's all like. I've never experienced it, but I've had stories of some of our guys that have been called like um, shitty names, like all sort of like um, harassment that mm-hmm. go back to your country. What are you doing here? Go back home. We don't want you here. You understand? So racist is kind of a, a personal something. So if you don't like someone, you don't like the person. Mm-hmm. You understand? So uh-huh. so it's in the mind. If if you like, and also I've come across Estonians that have traveled like so wide, so they don't have this kind of hatred. You understand? They mm-hmm. see everyone as equal, irrespective of their skin, their color, their their language. You understand? But there are mm-hmm. some that they don't just want to like see you because they they feel that they don't like you, and maybe because of maybe the one or two stories they have had about where you're coming from or maybe because of their personal experience with someone of the like color i don't really know but i would say racist they are everywhere mm-hmm. so it's not really particular about a country so if wherever you travel to you i know you'll come across someone that'll say oh fuck you what are you doing here go back home so yeah. it's a personal thing Yeah. yeah there are always some weirdos anywhere like who are weird with everybody so that's that's true but 
another thing that when I was living in New York City, I attended a lot of events and I'm really into design. So there's one design category that is inclusive design. And uh, on a few events like this, I heard something that I was so like uh, surprised about because I had never thought about it before. And it's interesting to ask you, like, have you, uh, how are you dealing with it? I guess that I heard that, um, or I learned that, uh, for example, if you have darker skin, then it's really hard to find like good makeup because most of the makeup doesn't have this good coverage or it's hard to find a good hairdresser when the hair is uh, like thicker and so on. So has this been like, is this affecting you somehow or it's not relevant at all? Ah, I would say that's not true. There's every, there's okay. always makeup for every color. You understand? There's, of course, there's always makeup for every color. Well, it now depends on individual to check the color. Like, okay, maybe, maybe because when I got here too, I kind of find it a bit difficult to get my color. You understand? Mm-hmm. Until it was tested on my face. The color I was using back home is kind of different from the color. Like, for instance, my makeup, my my palette color, my, my powdered color from home was two. And mm-hmm. on getting here, it's, it's no longer two. Mm-hmm. So two was kind of too light. Yeah. for my skin mm-hmm. so so if i if, if i did not know though i have bought it before i realized that oh mm-hmm. this is not my color you understand this is too light for my skin so i have to like go back to change to like get the right color and that time i had to like okay i need it to be tested on my face to be sure that i'm buying the right color so there is always makeup color for any skin mm-hmm. either dark either white either gray either, either brown skin so um, you will always get color for, for, mm-hmm. for, yeah. Okay, nice. But in general, like I asked right now about your skin color and being darker and so on. Do you get offended when Estonians do that? Or do most Estonians ask or they just, uh, do they dare to ask about it? And how do you feel when somebody asks some questions like that? Yeah, actually I'm fair in complexion. So they don't like, most of them usually ask, oh, are you really from Nigeria? How come you are not dark? You understand? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they like, ah, are you really from Nigeria? How come I've been like, they've been seeing Nigerians with dark skin. So how come you have like kind of like um, fair skin? So, oh, that's my complexion. So, and I took the complexion from my dad. My dad was fair skin color. So I'm also Nigerian. But then is is we have some whites among Nigerians. So we have like um, light skin color mm-hmm. among us. We have brown skin we have uh, like a dark skin mm-hmm. so um yes so with nigerians as in black uh, africans are not really, li- really limited to black colors alone so mm-hmm. we of course it's just if you go if you have traveled so far you will see like you you have like a mixed colors among them mm-hmm. yeah that's really interesting yeah i read a book about like uh Trevor Noah, who is famous in US and he's from South Africa, South Africa. And he was also mentioning about like, there is like white people, there's black people, there's brown people. And they're all like, have like those separate categories. So yeah, that there's so many different things. And when, when I grew up in Estonia, like it was never talked about, like uh, I never knew that there's like so many different like options. (laughs) Ah, okay. You can see. And this was as a result of what you have read. If you have not traveled out of Estonia, you wouldn't have known that, oh, mm-hmm. among 
Africans, we can actually get light skin, white skin, dark skin, and brown skin. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that is it. There are some races that they act. They, they they act based on what they have read or what they have what they have seen. Mm -hmm. So if they have not really uh, mingle with people or go outside their country to 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 like um, have another experience, they might not really really know that oh. There's, there are um, some African people are so nice. They are uh, homely. They are they, they are so active. They are accommodating, and they are they are not just here to like rob them of their resources or whatever. So yeah, that is it. Yeah, and definitely like with this podcast as well. Like my goal has always been like to introduce different cultures to Estonian people as well and show like how many like interesting and cool people there are with so diverse stories and so so colorful backgrounds so it's so interesting to hear about your explaining and sharing about growing up in Nigeria and what how happy Nigerian people are <laughs> okay. thank you uh, another thing that I wanted to ask was um, how is it with religion in your country or with your background were you surprised that there are not so many religious people in Estonia or have you noticed some difference with that yeah yeah I was a Christian back home and I'm still a Christian and yeah like uh, you know back in Nigeria we are all we are kind of religious so <laughs> when I got here I saw that oh they are white so they might not really like so passionate about religion you understand so mm -hmm. I would say religion is a personal thing it's your personal encounter with God that makes you to like have this kind of good connection with him. So I won't blame people without much um, attachment to God because it's their life. But when I got here, I realized that there are a few churches and one of the churches I attended then was um, Focus. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it was Focus. I I got here and I learned about, I heard about Focus and I started attending the church. It mm -hmm. was really, yeah, I... Mm. Yeah, it was so good. At least I was so surprised to see that. Oh, so we have like kind of this set of people that so much believe in God, that so much uh, believe that oh, God is great. God can do something extraordinary. That so I joined the church and I joined the kitchen department. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, it was a nice experience worshiping with them those days. Mm -hmm. that's interesting that's cool that uh we had a guest Patty from brazil who who also attended the uh, focus church and was talking about how open and uh, how open-minded people are there and um, how interesting it is so uh, is focus church is it an english speaking church or are there estonians as well no they are of course they are it's an estonian church but they speak english their services are uh, always english service and i think they speak Estonia as well, but it's, it's, we have this sense of belonging, attending the church as a foreigner, you understand? Mm -hmm. we, yes, and the approaching is, is always in English. So it's like a multicultural environment. And we, we a lot of black guys are always in the church. Even if you get here newly and you need mm -hmm. a church, I know that some people will recommend that go to focus, go to this, go to that. And definitely, I, if you get to focus, you want to stay because they are, they are people are so wonderful, accommodating, and they are like, they are okay because they welcome you in such a great way. 
you feel relaxed mingling with them, like um, having this one-on-one conversation with them. So their pastor, the wife, they are very, very wonderful people. So I really enjoyed my stay with them. Like when I was worshiping there, they were so accommodating that there is no Sunday without this passion that I want to go to church. You understand? Mm-hmm. So they, I always have the urge to go to church that, oh, I must be in church. I want to go and listen to the, to the sermon, the, the messages. And it was really, really a great experience. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. Mm. So another thing, before we talked about Nigerian food and you making African food over here, but what do you think about Estonian food? Yeah, <laughs> I, I love actually, that Actually, I, I work in a restaurant here in Tallinn and we usually prepare soup and other kind of food. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you, I base on what I know how to do best, you understand? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to go and make a food that, oh, you will not like. If I tell that, oh, I make Ghana, Ghana soup. And that means I have given you an expectation that, oh, she's, she might be good that she make. And at the end of the day, I, I messed up. So next time you wouldn't want to give me a good recommendation or good review. So, oh, yeah. she told me she, but I, I don't do Estonian soup. But I can, like, I know how to make um, couscous and some mm-hmm. other things that we make in the kitchen just for my personal consumption, you understand? Mm-hmm. So it's not for, like, mm-hmm. so I really specialize in Nigerian food because mm-hmm. that was where I grew up, grew up, and that was what I was being fed, and that was what I know how to do best, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, but what do you eat at home usually? Do you prepare like African food or some Estonian potatoes and something? Or it, it, it's mixed because, you know, my, my daughter eats like Estonian food in school. So when she comes mm-hmm. home, like during the weekend, she might be like, oh, they ate one food on, in school on Monday and she will want us to try it. So mm-hmm. I just like, okay, what? And actually, they usually paste it on their wall, what they are going to eat that week. So... Mm-hmm. And okay, maybe on Monday she went to school and she had something that she would want to eat again. So on Tuesday, when I drop her in school, she would tell me, check the name, take the picture. So we we'll translate it when we get home. So you can make something like such thing for me, for her during the weekend. So that's what we've been doing. So sometimes we eat African food. Sometimes we eat snacks. Sometimes we eat mm-hmm. junk. Sometimes we eat Estonian food. Mm-hmm. So do, you um, have a, do you have any favorite Estonian foods? Uh, I would say I, I like couscous and there's, I don't know the name, there's this food that we cook in, in, in where I work. Uh, I don't know the name, but I know it. Uh, they, they mix it with rice and okay. I think um, red beans. The, okay. the aroma is always great. So I, I really like the food a lot <laughs> because by rice the time, yes. Yes, and I don't know, they they used to miss, you know, I don't work like, I, I'm not into food in the way I work, I'm in another department, mm-hmm. but whenever you need to be feeling the aroma, the aroma gets to us, and you even be like, you will feel like you wish to eat the food because of the aroma that you have perceived. Mm-hmm. So I really, really like the food, but I don't know the name. But I know rice was usually inside, and okay. there's red beans. It's okay. always 
diet and right. be hmm. and rice and red beans, some salad maybe, or like a rice salad, or uh, is it with sour cream or no sour cream? No, no, no sour no cream. Sour. Okay, yes, sour cream. I, I'm not sure if I can remember the name, but hmm. but have you tried kohuke, for example? What kohuke? Kohuke. No, you haven't. Okay. Oh, nice. You have interesting times too. I recommend trying it. You can find it in the dairy section in, the, in our supermarkets. And those are these little packages that usually they look like um, these shiny packages. You open it up and there's uh, cottage cheese covered with chocolate. And in the middle, if you bite, it, bite into it, then there's some jam, either cranberry jam or some chocolate or some... Uh, raspberry jam or there's all kinds of different uh, flavors okay i'm gonna look out for it <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. now there's way more interesting things to try i guess it's hard to find these typical estonian foods because if you go to the supermarket in estonia then there nothing is written on english on these packages right or how mm -hmm. how do you understand what is what I usually go with my phone, so I translate. Mm -hmm. I use it. Yeah, I use Google Translate to check what is written on the food before mm -hmm. I get it from the store. Yeah, yeah, because it's so typical that we have, like, if you take this kohuke, then it's usually written like Estonian, Latvian and Lithuanian languages, because they use the same uh, package for those, all of those three countries, but it's never in English. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. <laughs> But have you tried any foods that you haven't liked at all in Estonia? Wow. Um, I don't like soup. I don't soup. drink soup. Yeah. Okay. Any soup or some <laughs> special soup? No, all soup in general. I don't drink soup because where I came okay. from, we don't drink soup. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, we use yeah we use soup to eat something. You understand? Uh -huh. So yeah, we don't drink only soup. So we use it if you have to like use soup, we have to, it has to come with something. Maybe you could, you want soup, you want to, you can use the soup with bread. You mm -hmm. can use the soup to eat rice. You mm -hmm. can use the soup to eat um, swallow. You can, you, be, you can use the soup to eat um, yam. You can use the soup to eat that boiled plantain. So soup must come with like, must be accompanied with something. Okay. But here in Estonia, you have to like drink soup with uh, sour cream. No, I don't <laughs> drink soup. But so funny. funny enough, my funny me, I love my daughter likes soup. Okay. She likes it. Yeah, she likes the soup, especially yeah. the ones with the uh, sour cream. Mm. Did yeah. you know that we even have milk soup? That is something. Milk like, soup. We have really? milk, milk soup and they put like pasta inside. So it's it tastes kind of sweet. <laughs> ah, okay. more things to try out <laughs> I've noted it I'm not a big fan of milk soup but they sometimes we had it at school and on the school cafeteria <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try it <laughs> yeah speaking of Estonian things have you did you know what is sauna before you came to Estonia and have you tried sauna here Yes, I have tried sauna here. <laughs> and and no, I've never heard of sauna back in my country because, uh -huh. yes, my country weather is always hot, so we don't need to be inside sauna. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're already outside in saunas, okay. Yeah, so the weather can be extremely hot, like a 
like burning your skin. But mm-hmm. then I've never heard of it until I got here. And I think I heard about it during the winter when I had some couple of guys saying, oh, they wish they can go to sauna now. That was like <laughs> sauna. So my, like, my first experience was I once worked with um, one um, hotel as a housekeeper. So, and I was assigned to sauna session. So my first day at work, I never knew that oh, people go there like to go and get themselves warmed. So until I went there to like do some cleanup and I said, ah, so immediately I entered there, it was still hot. I had to run out. <laughs> I ran out of the place and I called the supervisor that, oh, this place was so hot. And I said, oh, it was down now. People just finished using the place. So later, I now I did the session and I went there. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you liked it. Did you use it? Did you, did you whip yourself or did you uh, like, you know, there's this... Uh, branch that you whip yourself and beat yourself to get uh, your blood flowing did you use that as well <laughs> no i didn't uh, what i did was just to like um, do it, like do it yourself i went okay. there like yes i went there with some ointment mm-hmm. rub it on my body mm-hmm. stay in the sauna got sweated and came out take a shower then go back inside like I, it was like kind of a day stop and i really really enjoyed it I would really wish to try another time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if you would have to describe it to your, uh, like to your family back in Nigeria, to your brothers and sisters, how would you describe it, the experience of ah, sauna? <laughs> it's, it's an odd session. And it, yeah, it's really, really worth experiencing. It's, it's really, really good to experience it. But if you don't experience it, you will not know. So mm-hmm. me telling them back home, they might not, they might kind of be wondering that what am I saying? You understand? Until mm-hmm. they experience it, then they will know that oh, this place is like there is a like there is like uh, and I, I like a slang like uh, a slang in my language that say orumoru that this place is kind of hot. <laughs> so, yes, so they really really need to experience it to get the feelings. Even if you tell them, they might not really comprehend it mm-hmm. okay <laughs> yeah it might be like super strange to describe it like some dark room when you go in and it's really hot then you start sweating and beating yourself and then <laughs> okay what about uh, you mentioned a couple of times that you work in a restaurant and you've done different things how has it been to find a job here a local job if you and if you don't speak Estonian how has your experience been it's been terrible, like terrible, finding it. Okay. Yes, even before pandemic was not that easy because of language barrier. I was only fortunate to get that because I was so consistent going there, like asking them for the job. Actually, the job, when I saw their, their vacancy, I went there and the owner was like, no, that is all his staff were Estonian speakers and Russian speakers. And it's kind of, it would be difficult for, for them to like, for me to mingle among them mm-hmm. because of the language barrier. And I let it slide. Then after like some months, I was like, actually I was working in that building when I saw the advert. So they, the man did not know me. I mean, the owner of the restaurant didn't know me, but this, the second time when I saw it, I put a call across and fortunately I was able to speak with his wife. Mm-hmm. So I made that realize that oh, I've applied here separately, but I was not taken because of the language barrier. 
she was like, oh, okay, never mind. She was going to talk with her husband. And that uh, she gave me a number to call after some days. So when I got to, I called the husband and he was like, oh, tell me again. I, okay, I should come and see him. Unfortunately for me, there was this lady that usually resumed early, that whenever she resumes work, she usually see me around working at the other side. So when she saw me and she saw me talking with her boss, so she later told, I don't know what she told the boss, but I just realized that the boss called me that, oh, we can start work so, so, so day. So later she was like, oh, that uh, she was the one that said that you ought to have known me because I've been working in that um, building for like over six months. And she used to see me almost every day whenever she's on morning duty that she thinks that he should give me a chance. And yeah, so that was how I entered there. Although not, especially the manager doesn't speak English, but she was actually learning from, from us. Because when I entered, I also brought another you know, Nigerian to the when there was space so that I wouldn't be the only one working there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were two. And fortunately for them, they were even like polishing their language from us. You understand? They were learning from us and we were also learning from them. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But what about... At, in the beginning, you mentioned that you've always been business oriented and your mom was business oriented and you did dropshipping business back in Nigeria and you studied the uh, business. So have you wondered or have you tried to start your own business here? And uh, have you done like e-residency or something? Yeah, I don't know about e-residency if it's actually for foreigner, but I have a registered like um, company here mm-hmm. with my name. So and I've already started my business as I run a mobile kitchen. So I see it as yeah. a business. Yeah, like I said, I finished from a minor, which is entrepreneur, entrepreneurship university of applied sciences. And mm-hmm. one of the major goals is to be like to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So and immediately after my studies, I registered a company and I've started my entrepreneurship journey. So and one of the journeys is like creating a mobile kitchen. And which I'll say so far so good is not it's not something that I have like an outlet that I sell. Like I said initially, that I is a mobile kitchen. So when whenever you need an African food, just dial my number and I will be at your doorstep. Uh-huh. So yes, so that's what I'm doing. And like I before then, I registered the company. I work with Woods as partner. So I registered the company and. I use the other kitchen as another source of income. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how hard or, or easy it actually is uh, for you as a foreigner who is not speaking any Estonian to follow the local news or to follow the local laws and to, uh, and to follow the rules for pandemic, actually, like all the restrictions, like do you even follow the local news and how do you do it? Yeah, the I follow the only uh, ERR news, which is um, this. I think the English passion. Yes, I have the application saved on my phone, downloaded on my phone. So on a daily basis, like every morning, I check to see the updates. And also, like I keep saying, we have a community where we share information. Mm. So anyone that come across any information that will be beneficial to Mm -hmm. the African as a whole, we share it there. We have Association of African Students community. We have um, friends and 
friends, uh, African friends, Africans and friends community. And we also have uh, a market community where uh, all African entrepreneurs showcase what they sell, which mm -hmm. is African business, African business and entrepreneurs in Estonia. Mm -hmm. We also we have like um, three or four social community like that where we like exchange information and also shared information that has to do with our stay here and also local news and majorly when uh, information that has to do with the um, pandemic restriction comes they usually send a broadcast and mm -hmm. most of the broadcasts always have the English fashion mm -hmm. the one that doesn't have the English fashion is now left for us to translate it with mm -hmm. the use of um, Google Translate so that we can get the importance of the message what they were able to pass across hmm. okay that's really nice that you like uh, you're there for each other and you spread the news like in, within your community as well that's really nice yes, we do yeah mm -hmm. but do you follow news about nigeria as well or do you have time for it Yes, of course, of course. Okay, because I remember, yeah. like, when I have lived abroad, then it's always like, uh, it's easier to like when I follow the news at some point, then I follow the local news, and they tend to forget to follow the my Estonian news or back home, and then I don't know anything that's going on in Estonia because there's like too many things to follow. <laughs> so how yeah. is it you? Actually, like uh, we have social platforms, we have Twitter, we have um, IG, we have Facebook. So all those platforms, you can actually follow what is going on. You might not get everything, but definitely you will get clips of what is what is actually going on in the country. And also personally, I have this um, radio broadcast downloaded on my phone. It's an app and it has all the radio stations in Nigeria. So every morning, yes, every morning I put them on after like reading Estonia's own is like, like a news after checking like updates then i own the radio to listen to the activities that is happening in 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 the country yes so that's what i've been doing over time i, I downloaded the application every morning i listen to news even in my car when i'm driving i still listen just to keep myself abreast of happening back home mm -hmm. okay wow so you have a lot of information coming in all the time <laughs> impressive of course. yeah okay so another thing that I'm wondering about is, do you have any tips or advice for other foreigners who are thinking of moving to Estonia? What would you say to them? Yeah, like um, actually before they can move here, it's just to ensure that they are coming here for studies. So I would, I would definitely encourage them to come because uh, Estonia is a good country. So and it gives like when I was when I wanted to come here, I researched and I got to know that was in 20s. 16, when I got the information, I researched and I saw that they were rated, I think, second or third. Like they have this um, conducive atmosphere for international students. You understand? Yeah, Sorry? Sorry? They, 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 like, they were one of the rated countries that has a conducive atmosphere for international students. So I got the, yes, I got the information that year and that was one of the things that motivated me to come. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, my advice is for them to be prepared for uh, cultural changes, weather changes, and like they should have an open mind. Mm -hmm. Yes, they should have an open mind and also they should be positive minded that everything, when they get here, everything 
will be fine. It's, it's even better now because we have so many Nigerians here. And like in those days that we came here that were just like few numbers. And like, yes, like hardly will you see anyone that will come here without having a friend. And when they have a friend, it gives them a soft landing. You understand? Mm-hmm. So they were able to get things done quickly, get an accommodation, put them through on how to go about things and make their stay more like uh, more favorable for them. So, mm-hmm. so and we advise them to come, study, focus on what they are here for, and also be open-minded, be ready for weather changes, cultural changes as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is there anything you miss from Nigeria that you can't get here or you can't find here? African food are here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I miss is agege bread. African bread. Okay, what is agege. that? Like? No, it's not African bread, it's agege bread. What is it? Agege. What is that? Agege bread. Agege bread. Agege bread. So, what is that? Yeah, how would you describe it? Uh, agege bread is, is is kind of like it's it's a bread that okay. I don't know, but is the bread is so special that even when you when you see anybody who going there, you'll be like, oh, every to buy bread where you are coming. You know, yeah, they don't have like a buck bread, yeah, they sell like sliced bread. Mm-hmm. But back in my country, we have like a whole bread mm-hmm. and we have sliced bread. So the whole bread, some people prefer the old old bread to the the sliced bread. Like personally, I prefer to buy the old bread because it's like, it's more bulky and there's this kind of joy you feel when you are eating it. And it's also very, very good when you are eating it with beans. So you can do any, you can use it for tea. The way we drink tea, we cut the bread, put deep inside the tea and eat it. So you can't do such thing with sliced bread, you understand? So, so I missed agege bread and I'll be baking some tomorrow. But, but why can't you do it with sliced bread? For me, it seems like you just take a slice and dip it in the tea. It seems so much better. It's so much more, it's more No, convenient. no, no, you won't get the same feeling. No, 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 the feelings are so different. No, eh, you, ah, no, there is this kind of feeling that you get when you, ah, no, 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 no. Okay, there is a menu we call ewagoi. So, and for that, we're going for you to enjoy it. You have to open the bread, pour okay. the beans inside with the hoyer. So you have to like, after doing that, you press them together and you start eating like, uh, you're eating, um, what did I call it? What do I call it? You're eating like a um, sandwich. Sandwich, okay. It's not a sandwich, but you have to like cut the bread and you can't do that to a sliced bread. You understand? You can't do that to sliced bread. So there's this kind of joy you get when you're eating a gege bread. So I really miss it a lot. I love that. You get a lot of joy from eating a gege bread. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you like Estonian black bread? Have you tried it, the black bread? Yes, I've tried the black bread. It's, it's good. I eat it mostly at work. It's, it's mm-hmm. very good. It has a kind of special taste. From It tastes special from the normal and white bread. Mm-hmm. so yes i think i prefer it even to white bread yeah yeah me too actually <laughs> is there anything else you miss from africa besides the agaga bread uh, there are a lot of food but 
like uh, as men like ah uh, no 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 we because i will have said african food but we mm-hmm. now have like uh, african stores here where you can get yeah. anything you mix yes oh, nice. so yes we have african store if you feel like where, you miss something okay where is this african store Yeah, we have like uh, we have two stores physically in Tallinn. We have one oh. at Teleskivi and we have one at um, Mustamaite. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have two physical stores, physical, two African stores mm-hmm. physically in Estonians, and we have some like individual African stores to sell us that if you need something, mm-hmm. you just call them. And like I said, we have a platform where like an African market community where mm-hmm. we showcase our products services and what our mm-hmm. skills so yes so okay so another uh, kind of european question is like uh, if you say you have african store does it mean that things that they sell there you can buy all over africa or are there different things sold in different countries or how different are the foods in uh, different african countries <sighs> <laughs> like a big uh, <laughs> topic right <laughs> yeah it's a big topic because like i'm an african but mm-hmm. i came from nigeria i can yes. only like go to the african store to mm-hmm. buy what i'm familiar with yeah. you understand mm-hmm. yes and uh, and another african person from kenya can also go to the to the african store to mm-hmm. to get what is familiar with so like the african store stores sell like varieties of african food it might not be all african food you understand and de- also demand also like helps them to get those stuff in the store they mm-hmm. can't just get something that people are not demanding so that they wouldn't want to tie their capital or their money on a product that is not moving you mm-hmm. understand yes. so they get people's demand to stock their shop But for me, on a personal note, I would say that I'm from Nigeria and what I've been getting from African stores are basically Nigerian food mm-hmm. stuff, you understand? But I'm very sure that another African, uh, another person from another African country can go to the shop and also buy stuff from the African shop, food that is, is the, such person is familiar with. So their, their stores are not limited to Nigerian food alone. Mm-hmm. They might not sell all the African countries food stuff, but at least they sell, like, we have, how many African countries do we have here? We have Cameroon, we have Kenya, we have Egypt, we have, um, yes, I think we are just like five African countries here. Mm-hmm. And they get their demand because whenever they visit the shop and they don't get what they want, they tell this, the business owners that, oh, There are people used to buy this. Why don't you be bringing them to the store? So mm-hmm. you understand what I mean? So that's what that's how they run their business. They get people's demand and stock their shop with their demand. So mm-hmm. basically all Africans here can get the food they are familiar with from mm-hmm. the African stores here in Tallinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. That I can understand. So yeah, they buy food based on the demand and all the countries have different foods so you buy buy foods that you're familiar with yeah of course yeah the reason why i asked it okay. was 
as well like if i would see like a european store in nigeria probably i would find foods that are like not only specific to estonia or like there would be like different foods from different countries and uh, it would be like uh, different choices <laughs> as well of course yes uh, that's how it is okay so it's been so interesting talking with you and uh, i love like, getting to know more about nigeria so but before we wrap up like what would be like five things that every estonian should know about nigeria or you would be happy if estonians know more about nigeria what would be those things yeah nigerians are happy people mm-hmm. we are friendly we are accommodating we are hard working Mm-hmm. And we are very, very focused. Mm-hmm. So those are the things they need to get clear about us. But if they don't move closer to us, they wouldn't know this. So they just have to like embrace us so we can they can get to know us better. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that's so sweet. Embrace you and get to know you better. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like good good recommendations. Okay, <laughs> and <laughs> my last question is uh Do you have anything that you feel like you still want to do in Estonia? Do you have a bucket list of things that you want to experience here? And what is in your bucket list? <laughs> your face. <laughs> of course, like, uh, of course, like um, I still want to further my education. So I took a post now. Maybe next year I will go for master's. Okay. Then my, yes, and A2, I have to like learn the language so, so that I can have an a better opportunity in the future, understand? And without mm-hmm. the language, the language is kind of a barrier. Mm-hmm. And yes, so it's kind of difficult to learn, but with determination, focus, definitely is is it will be an easy task. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one more thing then. Do you plan on, uh, do you want to stay in Estonia? Because you, you uh, mentioned language many times. So uh, do you think it pays off to learn the language? Yes, of course, there's no knowledge is waste. If you learn the language, of course, you will surely find one or two people in the world, that even if you leave Estonia, to speak it, to speak the language with. And you know this kind of feeling when you when someone speaks the language and you have like, you know, the language and you like kind of interact with the person, the person will be like, ah, how come you just tell the person that ah, you once live in the country? Oh, definitely, I would like to stay here. I really want to stay here. My kids are here already and they've kindergarten and the other one will start basic school very soon and they love it yes are so good so they want to stay here as well mm-hmm. okay nice uh so cool anything else you would like to add uh, nothing it's been so far so good <laughs> in this session with you and i'm very very like um i see it as an opportunity to share my journey with you <laughs> yeah i'm so glad you joined me and I'm so glad we had this talk and the time went went by really fast and I enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And for all the listeners, I'm going to add that uh, you can find Found in Estonia podcast on our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. So go and find us, like us, write to us what you enjoyed about this episode and about uh, Nigeria. Did you learn anything new and what did you learn about? Have you had African food before? That's an interesting thing that you can write to us about or comment. And also go to our website, foundinestonia.ee and join our email community to get news about all the episodes that we are doing. 
And now, thank you and bye.